this morning I was <clears throat> talking about uh, personal protection and in this hour and I had four uh, sort of things of course one of them the governor and the, uh, they have not told us to buy guns and yet I know a lot have been told I've read that gun sales are up and ammunition sales are up uh, I, I have not uh, purchased another gun I have uh, enough that I can shoot myself in each foot so uh, I'm okay but uh, I'm not telling you not to buy a gun I'm not telling you not to have protection uh, and yet uh, you that have uh, at times you know thought about the wild west and whether it was Matt Dillon or whomever it was that was out there there was some sort of security in knowing that I have power I have power over whatever comes against me, that I have it on my sidearm or I'm locked and loaded and I'm ready to go. There's a certain amount of that sense of power and I whenever I was looking through this today or last night, I, I thought about how important that power is. And I know, first of all, and I spent time this morning, if you have not listened to the AM service, do so, because I, I spent a, a great deal of time talking about sin and how sin wants to rule over us and wants to reign over us and wants to attack us. And the enemy is using every every opportunity he can to get into our hearts and our minds and our spirits and to bring a sense of defeat and a sense of fear and anxiety and depression and all of these things. I, I know that there are, is that whole sense of, oh Lord, what are we going to do? And yet, don't forget, you have power. Power through the power of the Holy Ghost. That was how the Lord described it when he said, God. Go to Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. And this is the same spirit in us that resurrected Christ from the dead. That's a lot of power. That's a lot of force. That's a lot of atomic power. One writer, uh, whenever they were writing it, when it's talked about power, they used the Greek word dunamis or the root word for dynamite. It's like being loaded at all times, you know, you know, you, you know, they used to have an old saying about, well, you're close but no cigar or no cookie. And yet, you know, close only counts in uh, uh, horseshoes and hand grenades. That was another story because, you know, if you get close, well, imagine a stick of dynamite. If, you know, the enemy's coming at you and you throw a dynamite, I'm telling you, he's going to run. He's going to be defeated. That's the kind of power that we have. And yet sometimes we almost forget that we are locked and loaded. We forget the power of the Holy Ghost. And you say, well, what do you have to do? Well, you have to then start in that sense of, Lord, I need to be washed. And that's what we talked about this morning, that frequent washing of the Holy Ghost and regeneration of the Spirit and that washing of the Word and that cleansing of, of the presence of the Lord. And you say, well, I, don't, I just don't know if I, you know, if I, I need to wash my hands. Well, if you've been listening to all of the medical professionals, they say you need to wash your hands and wash them. And when you go to the store, 
door and then when you come home, wash your hands. And when you get out the bags, wash your hands. And, and when you go, wash your hands. And if you're like me, all of a sudden my hands are chapped. And then, uh, you know, you put on, uh, uh, if you can find it, which I, uh, you can't always find it, you put on some hand sanitizer and that's like rubbing alcohol into all those little cuts. And then you're dancing around, but you're washing your hands. What are you doing? I'm, I'm washing my hands. I'm washing my clothes. I'm washing. Oh, if that is what's going to protect us from the coronavirus, I'm telling you how much more will a washing us in the spirit, a washing in the presence of God be important to protect us from the things that try to come in through our flesh, from the voices that we hear, from the temptations that we experience in the flesh. We need a washing. And that's why we talked about that this morning and how important it was. And that protective clothing, protective personal protection. And the, la the, the third one, we didn't get to it, but we, we, I mentioned it. I showed you the picture earlier was this protective garments. And they tell you, put on a mask. And I... I'll just confess, I, I, I don't wear a mask. I feel like a bandit. I, I feel like if I wear a mask, you know, I'm, I can't, I don't know, whatever. But you go into Walmart or you go into Kroger and almost everybody you see has got a mask. And, and now, not only do they have a mask, they have a, a piece of plastic or plexiglass in front of me. I went to the uh, mailing out some of our DVDs. One, one week I went and they had a big plastic sheet like a shower curtain down at the post office and I, I you know and here it was blowing around and I said wow well then the next week when I went to mail out the DVDs now it's a, a solid piece of plexiglass with a little hole cut out then they hand you the pa you package through the hole and hand you the money through the hole and I'm like okay well I guess that's protection and now you go by uh, McDonald's and there's a my wife was with me the other night and she goes what's that yellow line across there. I said, well, if you look close, there's plexiglass up there. I don't know if it's going to protect, but what are you doing? I'm guarding myself from any sense that might come my way into my, my little space. I'm going to protect. Now, if we as a society know that that's how you're going to have to separate yourself, how much more should we who are spiritual recognize as Isaiah said, to appoint unto those that mourn in Zion to give them beauty for ashes. They sang this beautiful song tonight. He's the only one that can change my mourning into dancing. He's the only one that can change the grave into something that's more than that, into a garden. What are you saying? He said beauty for ashes. He said the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called the trees of righteousness the planting of the Lord that he might be what's the last word glorified he we are supposed to glorify him in this hour and I know at times it doesn't feel like there's anything to glorify God about but that's our protective garment in this hour if you want to stop the enemy coming into your home and mind and heart you got to get up wherever you are and begin to praise the Lord you say well that feels stupid doing it at home Honey, you might as well do it there yes. as anywhere. Why? 
because this is my garment of praise. This is what's keeping me. This is what's protecting me. You say, oh, and I know we, we're apostolic. And my dad, we've talked and he said, what are we going to do when it comes time to come back for church? We, we're, our church likes to shout and hug and dance and shake hands. And I said, I know. That's apostolic all the way. We, we like all that. And I don't know what we'll do. I don't know if the governor opens it up this Sunday and says, well, a hundred can come. We'll put a hundred here and we'll put a hundred in the gym and we'll put 40 or 50 in the prayer room, whatever, and we'll keep social distance and we won't shake hands. But you know what we're going to do? We're going to have a garment of praise for our spirit of heaviness. What are you talking about? Praising God in the midst. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death what am I going to do? I'm going to put my mask on. I'm going to put my garment of praise on. I'm going to worship God regardless of what I'm going through. And then he says on when he talked about these protective garments and, and I don't you know this is just us tonight I guess it's Sunday night crowd I don't know who's logged on if you're not part of our church, I, I don't mean to be offensive, but First Peter, New Testament, fifth chapter, this is Simon Peter. He says, likewise, you younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Yea, all of you be subject one to another and be clothed with humility. In an hour where Paul wrote to Timothy that in this hour people are lovers of themselves more than lovers of God. You know how you're going to protect yourself from that spirit that will make you do crazy things? Is put on a garment of humility every day. Lord, I need you. I need your presence. I need your spirit. Oh, he said, for God resists the proud and gives grace to the humble. Humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care on him, for he careth for you. I want to tell you something. You can't cast your care on him until you have clothed yourself with humility and said, God, I need you. I need your spirit. I need your presence. I need your touch. I, my family, we need you. Oh, I can handle this. I, I can decide what I, I can do what I, oh no. I need God's direction in my life. I need God's protection in my life. I'm not talking about being foolish, but I'm here to tell you, I need God. We need God. Everybody in the world now for the first time is facing the unknown of their mortality and they're going down. The stress is killing me. I don't know. Is it causing strokes in young people? Is it doing that? I don't know. You can get it once. You can get it twice. We don't know the answer, but I know who has the answer, and that's Almighty God. If there was ever a time it ought to stir in my heart, I need God. Oh, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour, whom resists steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in our brethren that are in the world. Everybody's going through this. Nobody's not been touched by it. Everybody knows somebody who's been touched, died, sick, had something 
And yet, we're supposed to resist. Resist what? The spirit of fear, the spirit of anxiety, the spirit that would somehow make us feel like God's out of control with this. Because I want you to know the adversary is seeking whom he may devour in this hour. But the God of all grace who hath called us into his, unto his eternal glory. Oh, the Lord wants me to show him glory. He, by Christ Jesus, after you've suffered a while, guess what he's going to, it's not up to me, folks. I can't make myself perfect. But the presence of God, I read the verse this morning, the more you look in the glass at Jesus, the more you keep your eyes on Jesus, it all of a sudden starts transforming you into his image, into glory like unto him. He says he is going to make us perfect, establish, strengthen, settle. To him be glory and dominion forever. Amen. That's the protective garment. By this you'll be known as my disciples by your love. I want to tell you something. It requires a lot of humility to love some folks. <laughs> Sorry. You know, you say, well, I don't like this one and I don't like that one. And I've had people tell me, well, I, just, I don't like very many people at church. I don't like too many of them. Well, you need to clothe yourself. Because let me tell you something. It's probably struggling for them to like you too. <laughs> Just saying. Oh God, help us. Clothe us in humility. Because when we realize how much he loved us, how can I not love somebody? How could I not be willing to pray or help or be there? Oh God. We all, you know, you, you realize when a young man lost his life today or sometime last night. But you know what? If it were not for the grace of God, there would be all of us. What are you saying? That if it were not for God's mercy and grace. Oh, well, I, I can do it. I can beat it. I can, I have power. I, let me tell you, if it were not for the power of the Holy Ghost. Anyway, here we are. To him be glory and dominion. The last one, and I, I know this, we've heard it for the last six weeks, social distancing. Take a pencil, draw it. I know we've, we've heard the reports of people freaking out when somebody gets too close to them. We've all done our dances in Walmart or Kroger or Giant Eagle. Somebody's coming down the aisle. We don't want to offend them, and they don't want to, you know, oh, Social distancing. And yet, as a child of God, you need to have a little bit of social distancing at times. You know, Bible in the Old Testament is full of, of verses that talk about, you know, <clears throat> be careful because uh, corrupt friends, corrupt good manners. And, you know, we use the saying, birds of a feather flock together and we, you know, as parents, you know, we, when you hear, well, everybody's doing it. That was my, all of a sudden, bells and whistles go off. And say, well, you're hanging around the wrong group. We don't care what everybody else is doing. We have a little social distancing. And you say, well, as a preacher, and yet in the New Testament, Paul wrote to the book, 
In the book of Romans, the 12th chapter, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Your body, not your soul, not your mind, but you're supposed to be holy and acceptable unto God, which is simply your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind. And I read it last week because I was talking about Lot but Simon Peter wrote in his book there, in the second book of, of Peter, the second chapter, in the seventh verse, he says, And delivered just Lot, vexed with the filthy conversation of the wicked. For that righteous man dwells among them, and seeing and hearing vexed his righteous soul from day to day with their unlawful deeds. What are you saying? In this hour... The more you fill your mind with trash, G-I-G-O, garbage in, garbage out. The more you say, well, I have to work around them. Well, now you're isolated. <laughs> so be careful what you're watching. Be careful what you're doing. Be careful where you're going. Why? Because I want to somehow have a little social distancing. Oh, but pastor, are you saying, let me read it to you in the Amplified. He rescued lot, righteous Lot who was tormented by the immoral conduct of unprincipled and ungodly men. For the just man, while living among them, felt his righteous soul tormented day after day by what he saw and heard of their lawless acts. What are you saying? I'm saying you got to be careful what you're watching, what you're seeing, who you're talking to. Why? Because, believe it or not, you can fill your own mind and, you know, you're not socially distancing. And I've, I've had people tell me, oh, well, I'm trying to help them. Well, if they're not getting better and you're getting worse, guess what? It ain't working. <laughs> if, if they're keeping you out of the house of the Lord and keeping you from praying and keeping you from loving God and keeping you from... Sorry. You need to say, I'm sorry. I, I can't help you. <laughs> I've got to have a little social distance here. Oh, but pastor, I know. It's pastoring and I... I realize that that's where we are. But you know what? 2 Corinthians says it like this. This is my last verses. And I, I appreciate you being here, tuning in. I'm here to tell you that you can have the Holy Ghost. You can have the power. You can be, all of a sudden, you can praise God. You can put on the garments of praise. You can somehow, in the midst of everything, you can find that I can be washed with the regeneration and the presence and the soap of God. And oh, I I know at times it feels like, oh, God's trying to get on to me again. And I, I went to church and I heard about sin. And pastor preached all about sin. I was so depressed this morning. He said, everybody's sinner. Oh, I did. But guess what? It's because of his mercy that we are all been washed by the blood of Jesus. Oh, whenever I get to feeling like I'm not a sinner, that's when I need to realize how much more I am in need of the mercy of God. Second Corinthians, the fourth chapter, for God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness has shined in our hearts to give light of the knowledge of the glory, to give light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels. It's not me. I can't live perfect. I can't be established. I can't fight it. 
but I can keep washing every day. I can keep my garments of praise on. I can do my best. I don't need to be around you. I'm sorry. I know you might tempt me, so I'm going to be careful. I'm not going to I'm not going to go around you. I'm not going to hang around this one. Oh, well, I'll help them. Well, if I'm getting down in the gutter to try to help them, it may not be the best. He said, because we have this treasure in an earthen vessel, that the excellency of the power is not us. It's not by my might nor by my power, but by the Spirit of God. Then he goes into these verses, and I love them, but you need to read them in context. We're troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. We're persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Why? Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. That's the thing I ne never can forget. No matter what I'm doing, no matter what I'm saying, no matter what trouble, no matter what things are perplexing me, no matter what's troubling me, I remember one day Jesus died and he made a difference. His blood made a difference. For you see, we which live are always delivered unto death for Jesus' sake, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal body. That's what all of this is about somehow. Lord, I want when people see me that they see you in me. I want to live my life to glorify you, Lord. If that's not my prayer, I don't know what I can pray. Oh, God, I need to somehow let my life bring you glory. And I want to tell you, that's not an easy thing to pray. Oh, no matter what I'm going through. I, I sat and I listened to this brother Tim Galoni Friday evening with Sister Vicki. And he says, he said these words to me as he sat there in the chair. I said, Brother Tim, you're a miracle. And he kept saying, to God be the glory. I said, you know what? I can't wait till you come back to church. He said, well, I'm going to tell you, when I do, I'm going to do nothing but cry. That's all I'm going to do. But he said, you know what? It'll be the glory of God. He kept saying, to God be that. What are you talking about? I'm saying, if there was ever a prayer that ought to utter from the depths of my soul, I want my life to glorify you, Lord. That's why. That's why I... I try to discipline my body. That's why I die daily. That's why I mortify the flesh. It's not because, oh, I, I'm, I'm, ready to, I'm ready to get mad. I'm ready to be stressed. I'm ready to let somebody have it. I'm ready. Just don't cross me. I'm on a mission. But yet, all of a sudden, I feel the breeze from heaven that says, you're supposed to be something different in this hour. And I can't do it by myself. That's where I need the power and the presence of the Lord. Would you stand? I'm praying that you'll feel the presence of the Holy Ghost right now in the name that's above every name in Jesus' name.